now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got the one and only Lord of the Land, Seth Vilo. It is me. I I have returned from my stint away. And we've got the very knowledgeable uh, Shark Finnegan. Hello. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. I almost said 2,000 years ago, which is almost right. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It almost feels like it. Yeah. Uh, where we talk everything Pokemon from the training card game to the video game to everything in between. Today is a very special episode. Last month, we had a bigger competitive dive into v- TCG. This month, we're going to talk more about the video game competitive side. So buckle up, kids. It's going to be a wild ride while we talk uh, everything everything OU and a little bit of VGC because they, they had to pander to me. <laughs> well, it's also just part of the video game at large. It, it absolutely so. is. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Exactly. It absolutely is. But yeah, uh, I've been doing a lot of things. I mean, I've mostly been playing TCG. I still, I'm still addicted. Yeah. It's a problem. I built another deck, like IRL. It I built did. another deck, yeah. I, well, I built Gudra um gudra v because nice it like i i don't know if it's gonna be a good good deck but it's one of those like anti-meta decks when the meta is just lost zone fair and that's that's the way i view it's it very good against the loss. i mean i i view it like blissey or or Duraldon in terms of competitiveness both they they are definitely capable of winning a tournament but it has to be the right tournament yeah that's that's the way I see it. It's got to be the right tournament if you're going to play it. Mm-hmm. So it they definitely can win, though. And it definitely makes the matchups against Lost Box a lot less frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Less frustrating. I do need to talk with you at some point, Seth, because I think my one matchup that I'm having the hardest time with is uh, Giratina uh, Lost Box, like with any deck. And I think it's just because I'm not paying attention to the play patterns. That's my biggest matchup issue with pretty much everything. Including when I play my own Giratina Lost Box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's got it's weirdly complex sequencing for the Giratina Lost Box. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's like there's also like a lot of will they won't they's because some days you're just like I'm yeah. gonna just play Lost Box, but I'm gonna keep Giratina in the hand, right? And uh huh. And then other days they're just like I don't know. You see these like really aggressive players sometimes. It's like turn one Giratina on the bench, and I'm like, you're not anywhere close. <laughs> yeah, you're not anywhere close. What are you doing? I, I don't know. I mean, I've played it before, and like I've made big Thornton plays, and it makes me very happy when you make big Thornton mm-hmm. plays. Yeah, and like like I've definitely done that before. There was I I don't know somebody should have clipped it on Twitch. I don't think anybody did because oh, like we, oh. we were doing a late night tournament a couple weeks ago, and I played Giratina Lost Box. Pretty much your list. Um, I think with like yeah. one or two cards different because okay. uh, I, I had like some slight modifications, but I ended up like pulling off this like big Thornton play for the win at the end. Heck yeah. Because I had like a Giratina V-Star in hand. They had knocked out the Giratina V-Star the turn before, but like I had yep. a Comfey with an energy on it. So I just put the Comfey yep. up, Thornton's Giratina's back in, evolve into V-Star, uh, attach the rest of the energy with like a Mirage Gate for turn. 
Call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. Uh, yeah. But not for me. <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty big Thornton play. It was it was really big. It, like I I was they like martyred me because like I had all the cards in hand uh, yep. to do it and they martyred me. And thank God I drew into every like the three pieces I needed. Because <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, no, we could draw like we could draw too much energy. Like there's always that there's always that possibility. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, like I've been working on a uh, a, a physical cube for cube draft not just a yeah. not just a cube no no <laughs> a, a six-sided a 360 card set uh i this isn't i didn't build this cube i i stole it from somebody the author is unknown but uh. i really like it because it's a base of the rocket cube i am still like a lot of cards away i think i've got something like 200 some of them together out of the 360 or at least I close to the yeah, I like I only need like 130 cards or something like that. A lot of them are the bigger ticket ones, obviously. Uh, but I, I do want to put it on Discord um, and see if anybody in the community would be willing to like cut me some deals or anything, because I, I would love to finish this, because the idea would be take it to like the regionals that you and I are planning on going to and possibly playing it with some people. I think it would just be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to put that on Discord. If, if anybody listening is interested, please let me know. For sure. I, I'm looking I for may, some very I specific things. have some. Yeah, it's some old stuff. Uh, it, what's weird is it's not like all base set because it's up to Rocket. Yeah. So the Rocket yeah. stuff I found is a little bit harder to find. It, it is not super expensive on TCG Player, but I hate buying old stuff from TCG Player because you never know. Like it says it, it says it's slightly played, but is it? It's torn in half. Yeah, played. Whoopsie Daisy. Yeah, it's just like, but is it lightly played? I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, but what have you guys been up to? Well. Honestly, not that much different than what you say you've been been doing a a whole lot of TCG stuff. Be that Pokemon or thanks to Shamu, I've really gotten into Yu-Gi-Oh! recently. So (laughs) that's been something else that I'm dedicating a lot of time and brain power to. And a new set for that drops on the 20th. Oh my gosh. And there's like six or seven cards in that that I really, really want. So it's it's just buy singles bad. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to buy the whole set, especially because I don't play anything else but my stupid carnivorous plants decks. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a requirement. My decks have to have some kind of carnivorous plant in them or else <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I so, don't want to play. I don't want it. <laughs> but, yeah, between TCG and the TCG Pokemon and TCG Yu-Gi-Oh, that's been what I've been doing well as uh no man's sky because a big update came out for that that's just been my last couple of weeks yeah. <laughs> well that's fun yeah that's exciting yeah. what about you sure yeah. uh i've been just kind of playing just a few different ladders and stuff uh i've been doing my rain blitz format where i've kind oh, of gone up and down in the 500 so that's Ooh. been fun doing i've blitz done a little random? bit Ugh. it's just just random battles but it's but it's you know 10 but second blitz timers. mode but Good you've got Lord, 10 that's... seconds to make any move. You've yeah. got to know everything. If you're yeah, just kind of like sometimes it's just like it's just you just quickly just know like, OK, I'm just all right. This is what's on the field. All right. I'm going to push this. I'm going to preserve yeah. this and just kind of like just kind of I get it helps me like make kind of the quicker reads and stuff just to like, know. Yeah. I don't yeah. process everything. I just kind of like make whatever's the best move at the time and hope for the best sometimes. You know, do I push the D-Max button and win now or do I hold it off just a little? <laughs> You hold it off. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. But I've time. also done, I'm also in one draft league right now, which has been pretty fun for me. Uh, it is a uh, Legends Arceus National Dex 
draft huh. where it's basically if we got to use things like Ursaluna, Enamorous right now, like if they were able to come in the games, this would be kind of what it looked like. And it's been mm. the team I have is pretty fun. It's built around Ursaluna with uh, Zapdos and Mega Slowbro is kind of like my defensive core. But the Pokemon that I've had a lot of fun using, which speaks to your Carnivorous Plants, Roserade. Oh. Uh, yeah, sort of. I've been using basically lead Roserade with Focus Sash just to like set up spikes and sleep powder just to like stunt any initial offensive pressure they put on. Yeah. And for fun, I've sometimes just run Weather Ball uh, with Rain Dance against Heatran <laughs> and Rotom Heat. <laughs> That's good. Yep. Then the other spicy Pokemon that I've used is Humphey, where there was one matchup where, where Volcarona literally bodies my team. Just because of its, just because of bug fire stabs. And I've used, I used fling light ball to paralyze it. Stop. And <laughs> acrobatics to two hit KO On a comfey? On a comfey. What? <laughs> yeah. I got enough chip on that Volcarona that I was able to just fling light ball and then KO it with, with acrobatics. You entered that battle with a comfey holding a light ball and yep. the move acrobatics. Yes. Oh my god, that's so good. Comfey has like a physical attack of like 50 or 60. It's terrible. It's not a physical <laughs> attacker. But Volcarona just walls Comfey, period. But yeah. I needed Comfey to come because he had a freaking uh, Ursaring. Oh, no, not Ursaring. Urshif single stroke. Oh, yep. Yep. So I kind of need to have at least, you know, have a Comfey just in case Urshifu comes out. Plus three quickly drain kiss. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I need to have something. But Volcarona just hard walls Comfey because Comfey has no stabs or like no good coverage aside from grass. So yeah. <laughs> except acrobatics. Exactly. Acrobatics is able to at least two, K two hit KO non-bulky versions. So I'm like, all right, that's what I'm doing. Here we go. Fun. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm genuinely curious how Scarlet and Violet is going to handle a lot of that, mm -hmm. right? Like I I want to know how they're going to handle like at least like the evolutions. Like we know Teddy Ursa is in Scarlet and Violet, like it's made the cut. But like, does that mean Ursaluna is going to be like available there? Like I can see a world yeah, where there's they... a lot. There's a couple of good questions on that too. Because yeah, like, yeah. Because well, so like my favorite part about certain Pokemon that came out of there is so like you look at. You look at like Sneasler and it's like like this is Hisuian Sneasler. But if you look at the trading cards for like Ursaluna and Cleavor and uh and everything else, it just it doesn't say Hisuian. It just says Cleavor. It just says Ursaluna. Yeah. However, I counter that with Obstagoon is Galarian Obstagoon. No, it is. No, 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 no. That's absolutely consistent, actually. Uh yeah, no, it it actually is consistent. That's absolutely consistent, actually, because Sneasel is a Hisuian Sneasel that evolves into Sneasler. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Nobstagoon is from Galarian Linen. Yeah. Weirdier yeah, Weirdier is okay. not Hisuian Weirdier. It's just Weirdier. Yeah. So I can see a I can see a world where they like let these evolutions exist. In the base game? I can see it. Yeah, it's My prediction is it's gonna be a Melmetal situation where they can I know. exist in there, but they cannot evolve in That's what I'm hoping is I'm hoping is incorrect. Uh yeah, I, I'm hoping that's incorrect too. That's what home's for. I don't like the idea of regional evolutions. That's really dumb, in my opinion. Like, especially if the Pokemon's right there, and 
you look at something like Stantler, yeah. and it's like this thing evolves because it needs to learn a certain move. Just put the move in. Like, oh, this has been a lost technique for years. Stantler knows it now. Uh-huh, but now they can have specific move sets to every game. They don't need to do. That. I know. Say buy buy Pokemon Legends Arceus and put it there. Have side yeah. That. Ta-da! It just feels bad, especially when we like leave the Switch because. I have trust issues now because of Pokemon yeah. Home. Yep. Uh, because of, I have trust issues because of Pokemon Home. Because when Pokemon Bank was released, they said this is going to be the end all solution. Everything's going to be great. And then what did they do? They killed Pokemon Bank and they made yeah. Pokemon Home. And that's probably fair because Pokemon Bank wasn't great. Yeah, honestly. It, it definitely needed an upgrade. And I think Pokemon Home is definitely more evergreen. Spiritually, oh, yeah. it still exists. So. Yes. The, the, the concept definitely still exists, which I really appreciate. I think that it's also, I don't know, like Pokemon Home has like a phone app. So like there's that, like it can connect in multiple places. So it's not like Pokebank where it was stuck on your 3DS. Mm-hmm. And they did, and you get more things. You get the trade, you get... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's way more in it. All they need is to add sprite-based battles. That's all they should do. Yes, please. Literally, like if they, they could do that and then you could just have the ladder on your phone. Could you imagine, like Showdown wouldn't exist anymore, okay? It just, well, they need to let you edit IPs, uh, but. Showdown would absolutely exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like slow down for sure. You definitely would see a lot yeah. more people doing that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Showdown would be the test run or when you have to do like the unique formats. If they put like a real good, if they put a good ladder together, I think it would go over well. Yeah. But Pokemon's really bad at that, so. <laughs> All right then. So. With that, we're going to cut it here, and we're going to kick it on over to the news, guys. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things, and I think the most important one is that this week we got a uh, we got a trailer or a set of trailers coming from Pokemon where they introduced to us a new gym leader, Iono. Iono. I want to say Iono because it's like Ion, and she's the electric type gym leader. Ion. Oh, gym leader of Lavincia, which mm. is like I like that they name drop these cities as if we like know anything about them, right? As, <laughs> there's like, yeah, I'm gym leader of Lavincia. Okay, yeah, that's probably Lavincia. A place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably a place that exists. Yeah. Uh, they also announced her partner Pokemon, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, to be Belly Bolt, a an electric frog Pokemon. It's actually the the description. I hate I hate some Pokemon classifications sometimes. Yeah. Because they literally like especially the electric type Pokemon because they always do like Ella and then the like a species of animal. Yep. And this one is just the Ella frog, and it's just like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, the it it does come with a new ability. It has an old one too. I forget what it was off the top. Of my head. Static, but, static. That's right. An electric frog with the ability ex- Electromorphous uh, that gives you a essentially charge or uh, once you get hit. So that's that's fun. But if you haven't seen it yet, uh, the description that our, our news writer put mm-hmm. in the thing goes for us. <laughs> Imagine a short green grimace with false eyes on the side of its head. Uh, and uh, one of those static balls you play with at Spencer's Gifts when you were a kid as its belly button. Because if you don't know what Belly Bolt looks like, you'll definitely know what the old McDonald's logo <laughs> grimace looks like. I will say, though, that for this reveal, I absolutely loved the way they did it. I know there's been a lot of 
stink online some places i think it's been on off oh, reactions. i love yeah. it the whole like i'm a vtuber and i I'm do, gonna do a two-parter because i need more airtime and watch views it was so good i i love that and i i my favorite part was that on twitter a lot of the content creators yeah. got upset at it and i was just like i'm like i'm like tell me how you really feel yeah looking into that mirror glancing in the mirror sometimes reveals <laughs> look things. in the mirror look in the mirror <laughs> It was so good. So good. Ayano is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it so much just because of how much it upset people, I think, actually. Because, like, they've been doing these really creative ways, like, the past few years of revealing things to us. This is like, there's a camera with trees with paint on them. Ooh, hoo, hoo, what's this? And then there's Ayano. Yes. For all the bad that Dexit is, I think it also makes the trailers more exciting. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, because you're just... Well, you're... I spend a lot of time looking for Pokemon that are returning that haven't been shown off yet. I know. And there's always, like, one or two. There's always one or two. Ah, Komala and Kroagunk. Ah, yeah. Uh, Litleo, Pyroar, it's gonna be, it's gonna be quote-unquote lit. (laughs) I, okay, I think... At some point, you can make a Dexit meta where they do matter. So. Probably. Because, <laughs> like, looking at the Pokemon that we've seen so far, it's very, it looks very fun. Yeah. Like, you, I think you have a good number of pseudos, but, like, it looks very, very fun. Yeah. This meta. The Pokemon that they've let in. Because it's not all the staples. And as long as they keep Incineroar out, I'm going to be very happy. Hey, with see. It, I so. get at least one Pokemon that yeah. has Poison Heal. I don't know about the other one, but one of them is yeah. back. <laughs> you got one. Yeah. That's then we do know that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, take it away for the next general piece of news, Seth, that somebody cares about. Sure. Uh, Leon's team for the anime finals has been unveiled. He's got four starters, of course, Dragapult and a Mr. Rhyme. So, woo, I think Ash is going to be stomped into the ground, but that's just my opinion. That's very possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I have no opinion one way or the other. Well, all right. Uh, well, let's keep going. Sword and Shield's got some interesting news uh, before it dies, so let's go and give that update. I'll let yeah, you begin, Shark. All right. We got some more giveaways going on uh, in North America and Australia and New Zealand. Uh, the U.S. will be getting Genesect and Vulcanian uh, starting October 16th through the 29th at GameStop, and Target will get Marshadow from October 30th through November 12th. Or came stock Canada. Uh, Australia, New Zealand should be getting them all in one code similar to Europe from JB Hi-Fi until Scarlet and Violet releases next month. Neat. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. I mean, they're giving out Pokemon at the end. I mean, I missed that year that we got like every single mythical, but it's hard to do that now that they're not all in the game, but that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's honestly the big con of it is. All right. Uh, the ultimate finale competition has also been announced where you can earn a whole 50 battle points. Can you guys just come up with better prizes? You were doing it so well with the shiny Galarian birds. And then just like 50 battle mm-hmm. points is a really big deal, especially for like the last tournament on your cartridge where the battle points aren't going to matter afterwards. Like, come on. Um, it, it's good. It's <laughs> like, I'm very upset about this, actually. I can tell. Uh, it's scheduled October 27th. Like, they could have given us something cool. Like, this could have been how they gave out shiny and turn this instead of giving it to GameStop. Right. It's 6v6 doubles with no item or species clause, and it's played at level 100. 
So it's like Ubers doubles on Showdown. Any or not even Ubers, like anything goes doubles. Anything go like you can walk in with five uncrownization yeah. and one crownization. Like if I do it, I'm bringing six Victini with Choice Scarf, and all of them will have Final Gambit. Final yes. Gambit, you dirty. That's, that's the right answer. <laughs> that's the right answer. All right, so. uh yeah, we're gonna. I'll let Seth take this next one. Yeah, sure thing. For um, there will be no more events for Sword and Shield. Yeah, there will be no more events, raid competition, ranked seasons, or whatever after November first. Yep. They will be adding G Max Snorlax to the Forever Event raids, though. So hopefully, we'll see like one last one for maybe the Galar starters soon. But yeah, that's what they've announced as far as the uh, sunsetting of Sword and Shield. So woohoo! I'm into that. I'm in. I, I I was kind of yeah. curious how they're going to handle it because, uh, you know, we're, we were talking a little bit about how they are going to do. They want you to like put Pokemon in home, right, and then yep. transfer them over and everything. But that may I I think Sword and Shield is infinitely less replayable. <laughs> like once Sword and Shield is no longer the main Pokemon game, agreed. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to raid. You may still be able to have your friends still. Yeah, you'd have to get your friends to come and play with you. Uh, all right, let's go to the Unite news. Zoroark's coming very soon. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Pokemon Go news. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is coming very soon. Halloween Part One starts on the twentieth and runs to the twenty-seventh. Mega Bayonet and Shadow Force Altered Giratina will be in raids, and Yay. Yamask will be available in timed research. Noibat will be in seven K eggs. The shiny is available. Oh, that's nice. And there are extra timed research tickets you can buy for either a dollar for more Yamask or five dollars for trainer customization. They need to be complete before November 1st, though, and lots of candy, of course. I think that trainer customization is like a zombie outfit. I haven't looked. Yeah, uh, it is a it is uh, classified as a yeah. Dusclops. Oh, that's cool. Costume and head wrap, cool. but basically it's a mummy with the Dusclops eye on it. That's cool. And it makes you walk like a mummy, too. That's cool. All right. Well, Seth, or not Seth, uh, Shark, take us home. Too many S's. All right. What? Well, we have a new type of raid going on. Uh, it's called the Elite Raids, where we will be getting a 24-hour countdown from wherever the raid will happen. It'll be for 30 minutes once live, and you can get some, I think, potentially very rare Pokemon, include, uh, with the first one being Hoopa Unbound. Ooh, that's true. Uh, yeah. You have to be in person Gross. to do it. It's either 11 o'clock, 2 o'clock, or 5 o'clock local times. This yeah. seems to be when the raid times will be. So you just kind of have to... I, I don't know how often they'll happen. I feel like... It kind of feels like the EX raid to the past. No, it definitely... This is definitely so an this EX... this one's more public. This is an EX raid replacement because EX raids were really bad, I think, in terms of exclusivity. Yeah. Because, I mean, there were times, which these have as well, but they're publicly available. You don't have to, because like the thing that bothered me about that was it was more like, did you go to the right gym and do a raid at the right mm-hmm. gym? And I think that's very unfair, especially to people who live in areas with fewer gyms, right? If like, if you live in a smaller town, you might not have as many gyms and there might only be like one. Exactly. But no, this looks cool. At least that it, they're doing that. I, it sucks you can't remote, but I mean, that's probably fair. But yeah, you got to be in person. Do you want to? Well, they want them so. to be a big deal. And I think that's the only downside I see to it is it's, it's not remote, but that's okay. They want it to be a community day. Gross. Yeah, just like a pseudo type thing. So yeah. All right. Uh, well, Puckle's Pokey prediction. Uh, this one's going to be easy today because we had a long segment. But 
Uh, what color do you want Shiny Belly Bolt to be? No, it's got a couple of good fun color options that have been kind of discussed. Uh, Grimace would be good. You got the Grimace purple. I think it's a good one. I think any color would look good on it. I think it's a very good design. Hideous, hideous green. I could see it being pink just because I think on Ayano, she's got those two Magnemite. Yeah. Yeah, the pink and blue. The pink and blue, and maybe maybe the pink is the other one. I don't know. All I know is if we don't get a Squishmallow of this creature, we riot. Oh, it will 100% <laughs> No, happen. it really does look like a freaking Squishmallow already. Like, I just, I legit just pulled up the avocado one, <laughs> just because it... Uh, oh, oh it's, it's an avocado. It's, yeah, it is that, an avocado. Like, that's so close. It's that close. Like, all you have to do is just put the full size uh-huh. on the avocado, and you're right, and just recolor it, yep. and there you go. All right. Well, that is going to be it for the news today. We're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Hello and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Professor Snag with the rules. The co-hosts are working together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that you, the listeners, have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The hosts can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Welcome for, thank you for that intro, but we are going to jump right on into it. You're in a race to 40 against your fellow co-hosts that had a reset not too long ago, so. Uh, yeah. Woo, things. All right. So the next, your first question today is going to be very, uh, very topical for this time of year. It is from Bowling for Bear. Which attack is actually translated as Halloween in the Japanese versions of the Pokemon games? Would it not be Trick or Treat? I, it, I'm pretty sure it's Trick or Treat. I, trick Final or Treat answer. is yeah. correct. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not, I mean, yeah, I, that's the only one that's straight up Halloween. <laughs> you can always just forget Trick or Treat's a move. Yeah. You, know, you can just always forget that, not right? for me, there, the Gorgeist fan. Heck no. no. <laughs> <laughs> the Gorgeist fan. All right. So we're going to go ahead and uh, you're one for one. Yeah. Your, your next question. And this is a question about Pokemon Masters. Oh, Finally. There we go. There goes our record. This is this is going to be yes. it for Shark. This is from Liger. In Pokemon Masters, how many sync pairs, excluding eggs, can your character make? Oh, excluding All eggs you, that my your guy. character can make. That would be Pikachu. Yes. Uh, you have Cobalion, you have, um, Solgaleo. I'll give you a plus or minus one on this, too, I'm by the way. I'm trying to think if there's any others offhand, because I know... Oh, uh, Torchic, that's four, um, because it's those two, and that, and that. That might just be it. I am not thinking of anything else, so I'm going to say five, with the plus or minus one getting the four. Uh, five gets you within the margin of error. The answer is actually Shh. six. Hey, yes. so, okay. What did, uh, uh, what, uh, whatever sync pairs are in Pokemon Masters, uh, you do have, uh, <laughs> Pikachu, Torchic, Sogaleo, Cobalion, which you got all three of those, but you did miss Regirock and Mesprit. Oh, right. 
That was in the new one. Oh, that was, I forgot. Yeah. Of course. Sure. How could you be ones. so yeah. foolish? How, how could we forget <laughs> that you could sync pair with Regrock and Mesprit <laughs> because there's so much pattern? <laughs> yeah, no, they kind of randomly give your like your main player character a few of those that they just kind of give you. They have like a like a bat like sure. a, a track where you get battle points. And you eventually can get up to the higher ones to get I, the legendaries. But. I, I touched Masters like when it first started and then never again. I uninstalled that garbage app. I still play. Liger, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I can't, I can't, I just can't do, I just can't do gotchas. That's fair. This one just still feels pretty generous. I'm basically free to play the entire time, so. That's fair. And okay. I, I played like only missed like three months just because the first at launch it was bad, but then I got back into it right when red came in, and it's still maybe I'll take a look. I'd maybe rather play look. Bloons Tower Defense Six than that game. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good game. That's a good game. I've been really doing that during <laughs> during a lot of my downtime. <laughs> Bloons, baby. Yeah. All right. This next question is going to be your Pokedex entry question. Is going to come from Fable Flygon. It's Pokemon Sword entry reads, After being reborn as a ghost Pokemon, oh. this Pokemon, insert Pokemon's name here, wanders the areas it used to inhabit back when it was alive in prehistoric seas. Oh, Dreepy. Who's that Pokemon? I, I, I'll go with that. I, I, was, see, I was so on your mask up until it said seas, and now I'm like, yeah. I don't know what it is. So, Dreepy sounds good. Dreepy is correct. Uh, I only know this because we literally read this on the show last week uh, yeah. during the Pokemon of the episode. So. <laughs> hey! Wow. I, like, read that and I'm like, did I read this one last week? I was like, oh, no, it was during the Pokemon of the episode. <laughs> Dragapult was on my chart for the longest time, so I knew a lot of its dex entries. <laughs> hey! Yeah, so that that is, you got the two points. It's been a long time since somebody's gotten the hey, two points. That's four. On, on this, so... Yeah, you guys are four for three. The The other entry we had was from S.H.I.E.L.D., and it said, if this weak Pokemon is by itself, a mere child could defeat it. But if yeah. Dreepy has friends to help train it, it can evolve and become much stronger. Oh. Yep. All right. So your next question is your multiple answer question, as always. You can get up to two points here. This this one's going to be from MOMO. There are five answers. I will give you a point for every two of them you give me. And... MOMO wants to know, what Pokemon have palindromic English names? Okay. Uh, there are five? There are five. I've got five. three. Okay. I've got three, too. What Inclu are your three? Alolomola, Girafferig, okay. and Faragoraf. Farigiraf? Farigiraf. Refrigeraf. Refrigeratoraf. Yeah, that's I. That's why I can't say I can't say Farigiraf, or I think about a refrigerator, which <laughs> is actually just a rodent. But like, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the uh, the that is three of them. You said giraffe, Rigolomola, and Farigiraf. That is three. The two that, that is three. That gives you uh, one point. The two that two there of them two that more. you're missing are Hoho and Eevee. Yeah. Oh, I was I forgot about Hoho for two seconds. Yeah, Eevee was I had Eevee on deck, so there we go. That's all five. That's two points. Wow, you guys are six for four. Uh, you haven't used the hint yet either. Hey, let's get that eight. So gonna get all forty yeah. points in one go. That's how this works, right? <laughs> Keep going till we get one wrong. Uh, all that. Yeah, you just go until you get it wrong, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we'd kill Liger if we did that. <laughs> just call him all up, right. hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, could you put some more trivia questions on the sheet? Pull out the uh, manga questions quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. I've been rereading that recently. I've had a good time with it. Yeah, that's a way to kill the run. Just All right. drop in the mega question. <laughs> just nuke it right there. 
All right. This next one is your base stat question, as always. It is going to be from Polywo. And the question is, what stage two Pokemon oh. has the lowest HP of all stage two Pokemon? Stage two is in the TCG stage two. Okay. So, so like this third is a Pokemon stage. that's evolved twice. Okay. okay. I was about to ask. Okay. So let's start Toxapex okay. and work our way downwards. <laughs> yeah, Toxa- that's... Toxapex wouldn't count. Oh, well. Uh, well it's right. the stage one. Oh, Pokemon. Just would, though. Yeah, right. Which has 50. Okay. Right. Okay, so, so what's lower about. than Aegislash at 50? Okay, let's think. What else evolves has terrible HP? It's terrible HP, but probably good defenses. Yeah. <sighs> or like straight offense dumbness. Uh, B dri- No, I think that's got a... I don't know. You got, uh, I the don't know bugs, I think the bugs all the- have decent HP. I don't think it's any of those, sort of. like the quote, like pavilion, beedrill. Bug and the word decent don't tend to go together, so. Like, I like I don't think it's, like, great, but I think it's, like, you know, you're talking about, like, 60 to 70 above, HP. Above 50, yeah. Yeah, above 50. It's not, ter- like, awful HP. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what else is, like, base 50 HP that is two-stage? I just really can't think mm-hmm. of much right now. Um, I don't think that I'm thinking of ghosts too because those tend to have low HP. I can't really think of any th- three stages ghosts that would be that. Yeah, low. Gengar I think has more than that. Yeah, I think it's like seventy. Yeah, so you've got like yeah. Honestly, there I can't think of many three gates. So do, do you guys have an answer? I kind of like Aegislash, honestly. It's I I it's don't a, think there's much better. You do have one, the hint if you really want it, unless you want to use the hint. Uh, it's basically do you want kinda, do you want to go for glory or I want to go for glory I kind of want to see yeah. if we can Age do slash it sounds good I, I'm good with it lock in final Age answer slash. Age of Slash is unfortunately incorrect curses uh, the answer is Dusknoir oh. oh okay uh, with a base HP of 50 or 45 oh. oh I think Age of Slash is actually higher than 50 um Maybe the defenses are go down to fifty. Maybe that's what I'm confusing it with. That's that's absolutely what you're you're confusing it with. Um, Age of Slash's base HP is sixty. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not far off. There are still Pokemon lower than that, though. Um, yeah. If you were to, if you were ever in a situation where you're at Pokemon trivia at a bar where they ask you these things uh, and they aren't me, I want to go to that bar <laughs> uh, for future reference. Yeah, this is this never happens to anybody. But uh, Alakazam is at uh, is next at fifty five. Oh, and then Hatterene is uh, after that at fifty seven. But you guys got six points today, which puts you uh, in a tie for second place. With uh, almost everybody else nah. that's been on the show since the latter reset. Uh, so currently uh, we have in first place Mark with eight points. And in a six-way tie <laughs> for second place, we've got Linian, Claude, R. Sigma, Jushiro, Seth Vilo, and Shark. Hey. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. What fun times. All right. Well, if you want more of this next week, you can always tune into the show. Or if you haven't already, go over to patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, where you can go ahead and listen to Puckle's Game Corner, which came out this last week. Heck yeah. Over on Patreon. Every month you get a new Puckle's Game Corner Patreon edition over at our patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, where we do more uh, awesome trivia stuff like this. 
So if you want an extra show a month, uh, this is a great way to go ahead and do it and support the show at the same time. All you got to do is access it at the $5 tier. But until then, though, guys, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. If you like that, make sure you check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where this Thursday we're going to release a new episode of Puckle's New Game Corner Plus Patreon Edition, where some of your favorite co-hosts face off against each other in a couple different games that test their trivia knowledge. So please check it out if you get the chance. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. And welcome to our topic. Our topic today is going to be sunsetting competitive Pokemon on cartridge, uh, OU and VGC. So I'm going to let you guys guide because I haven't done much OU in my time in Gen 8. <laughs> I've done a little bit. I got into it for a ha- for like a half a second. Most of this I credit to the timer because despite Dexit, I would have played a lot of OU in Sword and Shield had I been able to play it on cart. Honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do is to find a team and then build it on cartridge. Yep. I was unable to do that. Or just like, it's not that you were unable, it's just there was no motivation to do that, right? Well, yeah, because you can't complete a whole match. You can't do it. Typically, right? Yeah. Like, 20 minutes is, like, if they would have done 30, I probably would have done it. Maybe. I probably would have done it with 30. Because I would say, I would say something in the range of like 80% of the matches I ever played in, in X and Y and Southern Moon finished within 30 minutes. Must be nice. Uh, yeah, because I'm not you, Seth, because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, though, there's some there. It does bring in uh, some of the stuff here. I definitely think OU overall has slowed down since yeah. Sun and Moon. Yeah, I think firstly, Absolutely. we it's, you got to go with the big elephant in the room. Uh, Dynamax. Dynamax is yeah. so much of like. In doubles, I think it's totally fair because it, it it creates a kind of a different meta, but it's still fairly balanced when you have the potential to two on one to balance out that double HP. Yep, exactly. I think it also helps create a, an interesting meta where you have a partner Pokemon that can also take advantage of it. That's mm-hmm. not the Dynamax. Exactly. I don't know. There's a, like, I think BSS is broken. Like, let's be fair. Like, Battle, St- Battle Stadium singles. Yeah. Is a little broken with it. It's all that's still a little bit more balanced, only in that uh, one, unlike OU, you have the battle ready mark, uh, which is probably one of my biggest qualms with OU right now, honestly. Fingers crossed we fix it. I think OU would see a semi resurgence if we got had a battle ready mark OU. Yeah, but that's next gen. We're sunsetting this one. Yep. Yeah, because like teleport Clefable's nonsense. Right. Like, uh, it, it's nonsense. I think, like, some of the biggest impact that came to OU this gen was the let's go Eevee and Pikachu moves. Yeah, sort of. Teleport was one of the big things that it did keep its let's go Pikachu Eevee effect, which it was... You got Arcana a little bit, but literally it made Clefable, like, even more powerful than it was. And Slowbro got new life. The Slowbro, Slowking, both of them got to have some good fun in the sun in OU. Even without the Mega Slowbro itself. I think they just had fun in general. Mega Slowbro to begin with wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Even the Galarian forms were a lot of fun too. Yeah. For both for both of them. Good for both of them. <laughs> the Dynamax thing was one big change that we had going into this. We had a couple other things that we kind of either saw coming into this, had to deal with early on, or made predictions that were just flat out wrong. Like in preparing for this show, Shark pointed out that he was, what were you, listening back to old Battlecast episodes or something like that? And you found the point where I said, oh, Aegislash is going to be banned immediately, just like before. 
Yep, they hard nerd like we thought. Oh, Aegislash was going to be broken, but they kneecapped his defenses. That was for a different reason. This is the gen they nerfed him, though, right? So exactly, and nerfed the shield. That was a good nerf and offenses. Yeah, I think overall this is the gen that Pokemon really like focused on the competitive. Yes, right. They actually tried to balance it because they were no longer like, well, here's 700 creatures, just do it. And or 800, I guess, at the time of Sun and Moon, just figure it out. <laughs> but this time it was just like, well, we only gave you 400, so like we're gonna do something with it. Yeah. Granted, I think some of those 400 were stupid yeah. and redundant. Oh, Magnetric. Well. That was a whole other thing we had to deal with. Was this is the first time that we haven't had access to all of the Pokemon? I'm gonna call this out just a little bit. A little bit, but like just, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it out because pre bank metas existed. While true, y- you know what I mean. <laughs> Like Yeah, I, I I love them, and I think more people should have played them because they were way more fun. That was a temporary non-access to all of them. This is a permanent yeah. non-access to all of them. This is the first time we've had that. Yeah, but we could have kept the same meta. You could have had the same meta. And this is also the first time we have not had access to all of the moves from previous gens yeah. and formats and things like that. There was a culling of moves that happened. Yeah, were any moves that were culled outside of, like, outside of, like, Pursuit? Yeah. And I get obviously hidden power. A lot of them were redundant garbage. A lot of them didn't matter, right? Like, it was just like, uh, this is Karate Chop. Yeah. And we got rid of that. That hurts my soul a little bit. It's like an old school Pokemon player. You're just like, Karate Chop. But Karate Chop. There were a couple of cool ones that were culled or inaccessible that, you know, sometimes I wish we had. Things like Nature Power to do Serene Grace nonsense occasionally. Um, Or to tap into whatever the terrain is. That was culled. One that I really miss that I was starting to learn at the end of the last gen was snatch oh god that would have been fun with the boost that's a fun one from dynamax but i that explains probably why they called it because they didn't want you know prankster snatch you know well i don't think it snatches the boosts it snatches specific status moves that are snatchable so Mm -hmm. like g max moves wouldn't be because that's a damaging move like if something recovered you could steal its recover and that's what that move does um but that's a cool one. Like some moves, most of them were garbage. Some of them were kind of cool. Pursuit oh, yeah. and Hidden Power, of course, were the huge ones. Yeah, especially with the that ghosts. That really here. changed a lot of things. Like it made ghost and psychic types actually viable. So I mostly see the move calling as a good thing. Like at first, I was a little put off by it because it, mostly it was just like there's too much change. But I really like the move calling. I think losing Hidden Power and Pursuit specifically, those two, was great. I think Hidden Power was definitely well offset by one of just a, a like a minor change to the to the game which i think is actually like a good one was adding trs in addition to tms like the idea mm-hmm. of now there's 200 moves available they also did a very good job changing move pools for pokemon that needed that hidden power boost mhm they gave a lot of pokemon that needed like they Instead of having hidden power, you have a move that does your coverage for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, poor Jolteon. Though, uh, he lo- <laughs> Signal beam. <laughs> poor Jolteon. Signal beam got called. What? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's coverage move got bopped. Yeah. Electric types were the ones I think hit the worst. They honestly, I think they were, they were, most electric types did not get the, get a good hidden power replacement and they suffered a lot this gen. Yeah, I I think one of the cooler things they did were the move tutors in uh in Isle of Armor because yeah, yeah. It, it was unlike move tutors before, right? Where they were just like, oh, here's a bunch of moves we already had, and I don't know, like the move 
Sword and Shield changed a lot of the formula uh, in that we got DLC, but also the DLC was different. And not all the Pokemon were available, which is like still kind of a sore spot, but they were so close. (laughs) So close. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's some pretty like really good moves from those tuner moves. Flip turn, albeit as minor as it is, is, you know, a very like that helped like give water type some momentum. Yeah, those came out really well poltergeist giving a real physical ghost stab it made a lola whack ou viable for quite a while you gave starmie u-turn like that's kind of nice uh made rillaboom the best like honestly the best grass type period yeah and it's balanced not broken it's like the perfect grass type it's just right yeah 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 it really did it's good enough that it has coverage but not enough to be broken I think it's because of the move pool they gave it, because the move pool that Rillaboom has is still relatively shallow. Ground coverage is good. Knockoff is great. Superpower, eh, could have been close combat, but, you know, it's still, like, it's still fighting coverage. It's still good to break the steals that switch in on this. It has just enough flexibility to keep you on your toes, but not enough that it's uncounterable Mm -hmm. by the same set of Pokemon. That's all I want. Urshifu's the same way. I mean, at least in terms of, like, Urshifu is crafted for VGC. <laughs> like, I don't care what anybody says. They go, oh, it's very, really a rapid strike anyway. It, both of them. Single strike in OU environments was stupid. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about VGC. In the context of VGC. Yeah, I know. Who cares about Urshifu's ability outside of VGC? Like, uh, where it just hit through protect and detect and everything. A lot of people did. <laughs> when it was, like, honestly, that was one of the yeah. biggest factors to it being banned was that you couldn't, it, Choice Band was the most popular set. By far. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. At that time, Clefable was primarily a teleport user, you know, wish port kind of thing. But yeah. Clefable could not, <laughs> and other Pokemon, of course, could not protect to find out what move it was locking itself into. Boo hoo. Poor Clefable. I know. Poor Clefable, poor other things, but that's part of the reason why Urshifu Single Strike was banned. I understand. I understand. In VGC, it's a lot more interesting. I don't know. I, they, the speed the speed tier is very good. VGC is good. The speed tier is very good in VGC. That's what they really care about, which for whatever reason, in terms of balance, I, I find it, I don't know. Like you look at the regional, Seth, you look at the regional numbers. Sure. I don't know about this. And you're just like, why do they care so much? Well, I don't mean in terms of usage or anything. I just mean like in terms of participation, right? Yeah. In terms of participation, like you're looking at, you know, 1200 masters for a TCG tournament when there's 200 masters for VGC. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just like, well, who cares? Uh, <laughs> Their section of the regional halls is always very small. When I played in the VGC uh, in 2018, so there were like two types of tables that they had pulled out for the event. Mm-hmm. And like one was really nice and they gave all those to the TCG players. And like these really crappy wobbly ones <laughs> that would give you splinters. That would give you splinters because they were from like the 1960s. That's what they gave the VGC players. I believe it. It was, uh, I was just like, I'm like, this checks out. Yep. This checks out. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. They, yeah. VGC, I mean, VGC is fun. I think it's also partially due to my, like my old age. In my old age, I like quicker matches nowadays. And so a VGC match, I can turn around in like 10 minutes, right? And one thing I want to note with VGC because they actually, like, I was really looking at how the Sun and Moon meta was and how it kind of compared to what uh, Sword and Shield gave us. It's a lot different, the, like, in, in terms of team composition as a whole, because there's two factors, I think, into it. First of all, you have, the honestly, one of the mm. biggest changes to the format is that speed changed mid-turn. 
Oh, absolutely. So if you have Tailwind, Max Airstream, or like Speed Swap strategies, where you just can make a Pokemon faster or slower, like, oh, uh, you can just alter the, yes. like, how that's going so you can make, you can use your setup move on one Pokemon yep. and then your big hitting move on your other one and it would be faster. So with that change and you have Dynamax here making you have a big fat, you know, Pokemon that. This meta in VGC was much more similar to the Gen 6 metas, like the earlier ones, not, not, uh, not like end game chalk. I would say Sun and Moon was more the outlier in all honesty. Because Sun and Moon was the first time that, like, VGC slowed down, mm. which is really weird to think about. Because, like, some of the first matches in Sun and Moon came down to Toxic Stall. I'm not even kidding. What game is this? Seth Seth doesn't play VGC. No, I don't. It, it was, I, I kid you not, it was literally like, it was like a Celesteela subseed Toxic My Stall man. type deal that happened. Like, I kid you not. Like, that was one of the first winning teams. I believe it. In the Sun and Moon era. And I love it. Mm-hmm. But in, like, early, like, in the early, like, 2013, 2014 type deal. Like, you had a lot more fun stuff running around. I mean, that's the Pachi to rewrite. Mm-hmm. You had a lot more fun stuff, in my opinion, when when, when they did that. And the, I'd say the same thing happened for Sword and Shield until Incineroar came back. I think Incineroar is the worst Pokemon to put in the game if you want balance, or at least, like, interesting composition. Which kind of brings up another couple of changes that happened this gen, uh, just because we're hitting, like, before we go into the new stuff yes. that really changed things up from that perspective, we're hitting kind of the things that changed from one gen to another. And they yeah. attempted to balance um, Incineroar a little bit. They no, they didn't. <laughs> they, they... Well, sort of in the in this way. A lot of abilities block Intimidate now. Yeah, they did do that. I think that's more than an Incineroar problem because be yeah. Mm-hmm. Before Incineroar, there was there was the problem of Landorus, which is very much the same as Incineroar. It's kind of the same vein, though the same spirit a little bit. Um, just trying to fake out and parting shot, which can double nerf. They're both Intimidate Cyclers. The difference is Incineroar is just better at it because yeah. it it gets fake out. Yeah, exactly. And they gave it Parting Shot in Gen 8. Yeah. It didn't have it in Gen 7. They gave it in Gen 8. And I was just like, but why? But like between between the abilities like Inner Focus, Oblivious, Own Temple, Scrappy, and Rattle, those are the ones that block Intimidate. Um, Dynamax Pokemon couldn't be flinched, so they tried to balance that out. That is true. No, that was great. That was actually a great change. Another one was making Mimikyu not endlessly invulnerable by having it hold a Focus Sash and its ability because it takes damage when the disguise pops. Like They made a lot of little fixes that changed a lot of things. Maybe not the Incineroar problem, but it certainly lessened its hold a little bit. Well, it, it was it's very much what they did to Talonflame in Gen 7. Well, no, they nerfed that into the dirt and you can't use it anymore. This is still at least good. I mean, but every gen they do this. They find which Pokemon was like way too good and then they just burn it d- like dig it into the ground. They didn't do it with Incineroar, which is unfortunate. Please unnerf Gale Wings. Make it defeatist level, not any damage. Please. Incineroar was just gross. Yeah. And it still kind of is. Not as bad, but kinda. I mean, it, its usage was really high. Right now it's not high because we have series 13. <laughs> bring your six Zation. Well, no, no, it's not we're not at six Zation in series 13. We're still in like bring your Zation, Kyogre, Yveltal. My mistake. Okay. Species Claw still exists, but it turns out there's just better things than Incineroar and Ubers. That's fair. So so nobody runs that. That was probably my least favorite part of this entire thing. I, I was more upset that they didn't wait longer to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Because the really cool thing about VGC this year was that it changed a lot more frequently than it did in previous years. Because previous years, you just get one format ch- change a year. 
And that's that's the format you're stuck with. And things did rotate. Like in the Sun and Moon era, first year of VGC was crazy. Teams changed all the time. Wow. I think I've explained it to you before, Seth. Yeah. Because I think around the same time is when we had like those three decks in TCG. It was like the Volcanian, the Metagross, and something else. Yeah, I vaguely remember this. The Glaceon. I think it was a Glaceon uh, that was running around. Yeah. The three of those decks would win everything, but it just depended on the composition at the tournament. Yep. About which one would win. You just had to make a meta call. And that was the same thing in, in VGC 2017, where, or not 20, yeah, 2017, uh, where you had to make a meta call mm. based on what you're going to do because so many teams won in 2017. It was insane. It was just this constant rotation of mm-hmm. like, well, this team beats this, but can't beat this team. But that team gets beaten by this team. It, it was instead of like a triangle, it was more like a, a pentagon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> far more complicated which honestly in my opinion made it harder to enter into than other series because like when i got back into it in vgc 2018 it made a lot more sense to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that was like megas megas were allowed again and uh it was a lot more familiar ground for me to to play in that yeah so it was uh it was iffy but this one was kind of the same if if it's been wouldn't have come back as early it would have been great but we did have that three-month period where they let us just have ban list, which was really nice. I liked how it was, VGC. You had a lot of these fun strategies that got to really pop off because of Dynamite. Yeah, that happens every Things time. Things like weakness policy, beat up justified. Yes. Anybody would have thought that Colossal would have been one of the best Pokemon to come out of Sword and Shield. Right. Oh, yeah, and that one, too, which breaks a lot of sashes and such. It's got one of the best G-Max moves. Well, honestly, I mean, just having the, like, hey, you take one six damage each turn in the next four turns is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. No, would not have thought that a Pokemon with a four times weakness to water and a four times weakness to ground would have been as good as it was. Yeah. Who would have thought, like, Colossal of all Pokemon <laughs> was going to be? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would have thought that Macargo's successor would have been great? <laughs> but it's still, it's still a fun use. That's insane to me. It's still the design is still horrible. I kind of like the G Max one. The G Max one looks like a volcano come alive. The G Max one's fine, but the regular one looks stupid. It's right on. It's right period with a stupid hat. That's that's the regular form. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's not talk about that. I have so many opinions <laughs> about Colossal because I think it was just like I think somebody was like, we got to make a new Pokemon. Well, we got this really cool minecart thing going on. They're just like, what do we do? They're like, well, we're running out of time. Let's break it. We're running out of time. <laughs> We're running out of time to, like, make a new Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Here's Rhyperion's frame. We got that one to work. Yeah. <laughs> After everything broke, we got that one to work. Just, like, slap some stuff on that. <laughs> so what are some other, like, new things, new Pokemon? We've talked about Colossal. There was a lot of new stuff that both affected VGC and, you know, Smogon-type metagames a whole oh, lot. yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Like, there were some new, the new Pokemon, of course, some that come to mind are, like, Grimstarl mm-hmm. for being a prankster screensetter. Grimstarl's the best prankster screensetter because it can't be taunted by a prankster. That is the only reason. With how VGC got composed, you look at some of the older Sun and Moon teams, you have a lot of, like, really good offensive Pokemon on all of them. But for V, for this gen, you had a lot more support Pokemon being good, like Whimsicott. Grimmsnarl was a good new one, and Didi was another huge one, because Follow Me, it Trick Room, you know, it did a lot. It set up a lot of things. That was huge in VGC, too. It's Psychic Terrain, and Didi's very good. It is very, very good. It is very good. Exactly. It's, yeah. 
you also had Regilecki come out too, yeah. which was really big in terms of like a more traditional Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, it was again another Pokemon that was balanced very, very well in terms of, hey, the only moves it has are electric and normal. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. We also made it stupid fast for no reason because <laughs> we could. And that that's what happened there. But it still has a three retreat cost in the TCG because, ha. Yes. Except the G- the VMAX was uh, whatever. Uh, the VMAX is lower, right? The V-Star, rather, has free retreat. Wait, wait. No, no, wait. Does Regilecki doesn't get a V-Star. It's getting a VMAX. No, uh, the, mm, I th- maybe. I don't know. You're thinking Either of the Regidrago. You're thinking the Regidrago. <laughs> the Regidrago gets a V-Star. I'm just schooling you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The the apprentice has become the master. You're right. You're right. Because what I noticed is regular Regilecki V has one retreat, <laughs> and then Regilecki VMAX has no retreat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fair, fair. All right. All right. But either way, Regardless. this isn't the TCG. This isn't the TCG episode, okay? Yeah, it's the VGC. What are we doing here? This is it's just Thatch, Thatch finally becoming better at Seth, at a TCG thing. <laughs> Ooh, you got one card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I got our last match, too. That's true. <laughs> In late night. <laughs> so, like, what are some other Pokemon? I can take the OU side. There were definitely a whole lot of shakeups there. Like, uh, Corviknight, for example, is Skarmory, but better, minus the hazards. In a lot of ways, it is. It is. I think. I think Corviknight's yeah. really big. The other one that's really big in OU and to a lesser extent VGC was Galarian Corsola. Yeah, until knockoff. Uh, that was pretty available. big. <laughs> yeah, that became really big. One of my favorites. I think knockoff needs to be cold. It, well, if we get that move set thing, a lot of them lose it. I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay with knockoff staying around. It doesn't need to be on everything. The battle ready mark should just exist mm-hmm. when you bring the Pokemon in. Yeah. That's to I mean, the game. Yeah, that's you don't need to go to a guy and get them to delete the moves. To be fair, Sword and Shield is a lot of experimentation, and I'm sure they're figuring that out. Yeah, but but I yeah, like if you go to Scarlet and Violet, the Pokemon should just be ready to go. Delete the moves. It, I don't need to yeah. hold on to Dragon Rage. Okay. Yeah. Outside of Corviknight, though, there was a whole lot of other OU monsters. Things like Dragapult still are there to this day and annoying people. Um, it's one of Drake-a-fish. the best Pokemon. Uh, and then we get, exactly, I was gonna get to the banned (laughs) ones here shortly after that. There's the entire Dracovish saga where it could, you know, one shot a Toxapex if it wanted with a resisted move. A quick lesson in multiplication is what Dracovish is. That's what that is. My 90 base attack can do this much because I have 53 different multipliers on top of it. Um, Yep. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because it was just a little better than Gastrodon at doing Seismitoad should never touch OU again. And the only reason it did is because of Dracovish. Which in and of itself did yeah. had a very interesting impact because of Heavy Duty Boot. It could set rocks. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy Duty Boots was a new one. That one's a whole it gave yeah. a whole lot of Pokemon a lot of life. It did that. It made Moltres OU viable for a while, just being able to have that. And even defensive things. Like it made defensive teams a lot better. It made Blissey better than Chansey for once. Volcarona could function Kyrim, and Weavile could run Heavy Duty Boots well. Just made a lot of Ice types really good. I love that item. I think it's incredibly balanced. Even for me, as a person who loves to hazard stack and be that annoying guy, I think Heavy Duty Boots is incredibly balanced and needs to stick around. Then, I mean, there's other banned things, like the brief stint that we had Galarian Darmanitan in the game with its auto-choice banned ability, which was oh dumb. Oh my gosh, that was garbage. Galarian Darmanitan was so confusing to me because they're just like, yeah, you remember Darmanitan? And they're like, yeah, 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 Darmanitan, that like really okay Pokemon. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. So hear me out. The <laughs> hear Galarian me. one. <laughs> the Galarian one. 
Well, it's, instead of like giving it sheer force, like, you know, the normal, the normal ability. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why don't we just like, I don't know, like make it, make it have a choice band ability. Oh, and then when it holds a choice band, like the, it'll just cancel out. No, 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 no. No, it no, stacks, no. my guy. It stacks. It stacks. It stacks. It stacks. It stacks. Wait, wait. So I can't use a choice scarf though. Cause like, no, 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 no. You can't. No, you, you can can't. totally use a choice scarf too. It's like a free dragon dance upon entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait, on an ice type? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know this new mechanic that we have where we Dynamax? That undoes the move lock that you have on Choice Band, so you can choose another move for a turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what? Let's give it, keep it, let it have Flare Blade still. You know, it's still fine, you know, Ice Fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, this all... And somebody goes, yeah, that's a great idea. Green I don't light. see anything wrong with this. <laughs> it's got stupid coverage. It's got everything really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I see. <laughs> I've got. I see nothing wrong with this. And let's make it look really stupid. Yeah, let's God. make it look like um. Yep, 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 yep. Another thing that needs to be banned to the shadow realm forever. Ugh. It's fine. It's fine. They'll, it'll never show up again. It's fine. The other thing that needs to be banned forever is Cinderace. Because that thing is stupid. I don't know why uh, it was an OU okay. for so long. I actually think Cinderace is better. They like got a second chance at Greninja, and they did it better. Because Greninja, they were absolutely stupid. They're just like, okay, so we're going to give this Pokemon a move or an ability that lets it change its type. So that pretty much every move it does a stab. And they're like, yeah, but should we like limit its move pool at all so it can't change to like, <laughs> no. every type? And somebody went, no, why would we do that? No, no. Then with Cinderace, they're just like, okay. We're going to give it, like, somewhat of a deep move pool, but not, like, that deep. At least Cinderace is always physical, as opposed to Greninja, which could mix. Yeah, you could mix with Greninja. Like, Cinderace, I think, is way better, because if you look at the move pool it has, you're looking at, like, five types. And all of them. Yeah. That's realistically going to be. That's fair. Greninja, Greninja was yeah. like, oh, by the way, I have, like, ten types that I typically use. Yeah. Rock Slide Greninja was not out of the question. Like I saw Rock Slide in Gen 6. You had Groundium Z yep. coming out of dig, a dig. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, out of a dig, access to extra sensory, which isn't a bad move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got more stats. I honestly think Ash Greninja was a downgrade. Mm, that's where we differ, my friend. That's a hot take. That's yeah, that's fair. It's a hot take. I was just trying to make a hot take. Yeah, that's I know. All. That's that, <laughs> that's where we differ. <laughs> differ yeah uh court change missing losing court change was kind of sad uh once libero was actually out too court change was yeah. cool like regular cinderace without libero or whatever it was sort of i'm neat. more upset court change didn't get wi- wider distribution yeah i hope it does i hope it gets some cool like imagine what's that Pissimian. that would be fun Pissimian with court change i think you could just hand out court change to a lot of pokemon yeah. and it would be a very fun meta because it's it's like a spinner but worse, and I really like it. I've liked how they've, for the most part, taken taken the starter signature moves and spread them out the gen after. There are so many cool things I could see having snipe shot. Snipe shot would be so cool with wider distribution. They've been really good about this. Like the past two gens, they take what not just the starter, but they just take big mechanic from the gen before and spread it out in the next gen. Like parting shot, like you said. Yeah, like parting shot was it was a big one. Another one is they gave terrain to other Pokemon that weren't Tapus. Yep, and then nerfed terrain too, thank God. Not only that, they also nerfed the Leles by not giving them the si- the signature terrain moves. Because, God, we were all scared. We were all scared when we heard about those. The big move. Yep. Okay, Bulu with grassy terrain would have been okay. Yeah. Bulu but- needs something. Okay, Bulu needs something. Let him have his day, okay? 
Let him have his day. Let him let him be okay. What is it? Uh, expanding force Lele would have nuked everything. That would have been. They were very smart about that. Yeah, they were very very smart about that. even with the nerf. Yeah. Yep. So what were some other new things? There was the other fossil Pokemon that had their own brief stints because they all have that crazy move that does double damage if they're faster. The only one that had a brief stint other than that was like Arctosult, right? Arctosult and Dracosult. Dracosult had some sun, not sun, um, sand success. Yeah, it's not as good. The what I mean is Arctivish then. That shouldn't exist. Arctivish is nothing. That that didn't go anywhere. I've actually got a deck. I've got a deck list for you, Seth. I want to send it to you later. Honestly, Arctivish had a little bit of success in lower tiers where Hale was there, because that threw off a lot of things. And a lot of the lower tiers, too, had, had some really interesting changes from OU. For example, one of the big ones is that in UU and below, Light Clay, the item, was banned. OU and up is the only place where it's legal right now, because so many dumb things were enabled. Way to make things uncomplicated. Well, I mean, hey, it it's fine. When UU banned it, it was all, it was all that what it because that's how they go in these tiers. If it's banned in one, they're banned in all everything the ones below, below it. it. So OU didn't think it was a problem. OU didn't ban it. UU did, so everything underneath it banned it as well. That's how that worked out. Yeah, it was things like, I think Clef Key was, I think, and a little bit Grimmsnarl was the big drivers for the Light Clay ban. Even though I think Regilecki was also, could also have done that in UU. But, but honestly, I think it's just because we have no Dynamax because we have heavy duty boots that every that there was not any sort of and just how the philosophy of OU has been in terms of like banning a lot of things that quote snowball it just led to a very a lot slower of a format yeah which is good because honestly yeah. in in my opinion because a snowball thing you make one wrong switch and the game's over like that there should be at least a little counterplay, like uh, Calyrex Shadow Rider, for instance. You you let one wrong thing absorb a Shadow Ball, and it's it's done. And uh, Magira. That was the problem with Spectrier too, right? Pardon me. Yeah, Spectrier. I meant I meant Spectrier, not Calyrex. It's very hard for me to separate those. Mm. We I actually got in trouble in the uh, Triple Tri Attack tournament because my opponent and I or my uh, teammate and I forgot that they were the same Pokemon technically. Yep. Shadow Rider and Ice Rider. Yeah. And no. Species Clause is active. And I was like, oh. Uh, whoops whoops uh i was because like the way i equate them is like this is just spectre final four yeah. glass year final four yeah <laughs> i forget calyrex is a pokemon yeah but yeah i meant spectre for that that was the only one that made ou i think they honestly made i think they honestly made a bad a uh a bad design choice with those two because unlike kirim and well honestly necrozma's the same way i think i like how it's not a fusion and like one ate the other it's them working in tandem, oh, yeah, yeah. which is why they also have both abilities. No, no, I think I think in that regard it's cool. I just wish it was the horse and not the Calyrex. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Calyrex is the king of Galar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be that was one of the coolest stories Pokemon's ever come up with in a uh, game. Right? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the the DLC was a banger, man. It okay? was the DLC is a banger. Any any bad opinions I had about Sword and Shield, the DLC like more than made up for. Yeah. Because they were this DLC was just so much better than base game. Throat spray with Kamoo because it got even though it lost its Z move, it still got a basically a, its Z move belly drum hybrid. Oh yeah, those are cool new ones. Throat spray, throat spray for sure did a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think so. Something like Lycan Rocks would have been kind of useful to break, you know, break the screens, and some of those lower tiers would have been good. That was so cool that they made the Z move into a normal move. 
I liked that a lot. I wish they did that with a couple more things. An accurate stone edge that breaks terrain. That would have been so cool. Uh, and, you know, Clangorous Soul was such a cool little addition. Wonderful. Do that with Snorlax. Give it a move that lets it recycle this berry next gen. <laughs> yeah, I like that they've turned its Z-move into an actual. So good for them. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I think we kind of hit a lot of these winners and losers <laughs> that I have pulled up here. G-Max moves come back. I feel like we've talked a lot about winners. <laughs> In in that in yeah yeah I think, yeah a lot of the winners yeah I think all of them won because of the different reasons we talked <laughs> yeah we talked about yeah they the new moves made a lot of them better I a lot of them worse were that they just didn't get new things yeah I guess it's a definition of power creep to some extent if they're gonna do Dexit the way they're gonna do and not introduce every Pokemon yeah. I think they should introduce less of the quote unquote fan favorites um to give other Pokemon a chance to shine a little bit yeah. more mm-hmm. Because I, th- I think that's the strength of, like, the Dexit strategy, right? You, you could, uh, like, Breloom might be okay in this next meta, depending yeah. on how many Pokemon are there. And which Pokemon are there. Breloom might be okay. And that's never been happened. That's never happened I before, I can't right? wait to run Stall Breloom again. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Poison Heal, Leech Seed. Oh. Like, we don't have, uh, we don't have, like, a ton of spinners. And, I mean, Fortress is, for- Fortress is confirmed, I think, right? Pineco is there. Yeah. Uh, maybe. It made Extra Drill even better. Yeah, and it, which is a great change, by the way, which is a great change. Even though Axiodrill just got hard, I think Sand as a whole got worse as the time went on. Like it has, yes, it has Dracozolt to kind of like boost it and technically Dracofish if in formats that allow it. <laughs> but honestly, I think a lot of the new Pokemon things like Rillaboom, Corviknight really shut down a lot of Sand. So that weather honestly lost. And Exedrill went to UU for a while. Hippowdon's in UU. Titar dipped into UU as well. That was one of the last Pokemon that, like, the oldest Pokemon that stayed in OU for as long, forever. It finally got down. Yeah. Its streak broke. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, Fortress isn't in Sword and Shield. I didn't realize that. But it is confirmed for Scarlet Violet. For Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, Scarlet and Violet's doing a really good job of adding Pokemon in that weren't there. Yeah. I'm gonna not lie. It's doing a very good job. Show me Gliscor. Show me Gliscor. Hopefully. Please. I am honestly surprised that a lot of Pokemon that are like, they just didn't take every Pokemon that was in PLA since they're using the same models seemingly and just like slapping in like the 240 from that and just being like, yeah, here you go. Here it is. We did it. Hey, that, <sighs> they probably will by the time everything's said and done. They may have probably slow rolling some of it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get something similar to the number of Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet as we had in Sword and Shield by the end, right? Oh, yeah. Sword and Shield had something like 700 available. Yeah, I think every PLA Mon will be. They may just slow roll it and make it like part of the home releases. Yeah, we'll just have to slow roll the genies in there. Just hope they're not in their base game. Oh, absolutely. It's just easy. I imagine they'll be home imports, yeah. And let you use them in a real game. If the data mine is correct... And Enamorous has the ability that we think it has. Can you imagine how stupid that's going to be? Hammer arm Enamorous with contrary. Hammer arm gets cold. Joke's on you. <laughs> well, superpower then. Which would make it the best, honestly, the best offensive fairy, naturally. Yep. And even if you don't go physical, like, it's the most disgusting moveset. Like, what? what's its other? Enamorous. Healer, and healer is the other ability it's got. Yeah, so... If you if it gets nasty plot, like imagine that nasty plot, moonblast, earth power, and mystical fire. Those are all moves it just has, other than nasty plot in the regular game. But oh, that coverage is dumb. Yeah, 
Well, all right. I mean, do we want to go anywhere else? I think we had like a really good discussion. Yeah, I'm really I loved what Sword and Shield had. It was a very good generation. And the first time that I've felt that OU has been really, truly balanced in a long time. I do agree with that, actually. I would agree with that. And the thing, you know, that I would caution against listeners is it it sounds like, oh, you might be boring for a lot of you, but that's just because they found a point of stability where the only change that's happening is people developing new things, new sets, new things, and just kind of following meta trends. There isn't anything big and broken anymore that's throwing everything out of whack. So other than maybe Melmetal, which they're currently suspect testing and will be the last suspect test of this generation, but... That's the only thing that really stuck out. It's been a really good generation. They've been pretty expeditious on getting out things that needed to get out. And it's been really good. I look forward to, at least from the Smogon side, those kind of things and what this new generation will bring. And a lot of the precedents that have been set for Sword and Shield have been really, really good ones, honestly. Um, With DLC being weird and messing things up on the normal timeline, they were a lot more willing and able to do quick bans for things that were clearly needing to go and yeah overall pretty good i'm really really excited to be able to play ou again and actually enjoy myself that's just you know as a as a generation sunsets you start to lose interest in it and i hope i have hopes that this the new mechanic gets to have it a good time and actually stay ou relevant the entire time i think it'll stay i don't think it's too crazy and the fact that you can do it to anything at any point and you have to keep in mind the terra type for each one of your pokemon and can do any one of them i i think it'll stay and stick around it could be fun i hope so i hope so because i hope it's just like it like if anything they just ner- like you know do the appropriate changes to anything that quote snowballs but in itself it's not does not look like it's going to be a snowbally type mechanic not like dynamax that it's just makes something stupid the impossible to beat the fact that it's still your normal move pool other than Terra Blast. Like, that's that's what does it for me. And I just want to run Steel-type Avalug. <laughs> that's going to be bananas. I'm so excited for S- Steel-type Hisuian Avalug is a Recover Stealth Rock Spinner with Body Press. Like, I'm so excited for that. Oh, yeah, we didn't actually mention that. Body Press made... <laughs> it was a new move that was really, really, really good. Oh, my gosh, Body Press is so good. Just because you can just iron defense to boost your defense and your offense god that's one of my favorite moves ever all right i think this is a good place to wrap it up about uh, jenny it was fun we'll see you on the other side i guess yeah <laughs> we'll be back what a what is it like we'll we'll do another one of these in like uh december talking about what the heck we know we're talking about exactly yeah in december yeah we'll we'll see yeah we'll pretend to know what's gonna happen in our yeah year. we'll we'll see what on earth has already happened what's what we think is going to happen if terra if terrestrialization was already banned like we'll we'll find out in december when we do the vgc competitive again or vg rather not vgc yes the vg yeah don't say vgc i know people just feel like why aren't we only playing doubles i know i mean if they fix timer i'm back on the ou train right train okay right if they fix if they fix timer i'm i'm choo-choo man yeah i'm choo-choo all right but on that note uh we're gonna kick it on over guys to the pokemon of the episode so we will catch you on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number 809, Melmetal, the Hexnut Pokemon.
It's Pokemon Shield, entry reads, Centrifugal Force is behind the punches of Melmetal's heavy hexnut arms. Melmetal is said to deliver the strongest punches of all Pokemon. I hate that they call it the hexnut Pokemon. Like, some 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 classifications are, like, just two head-on. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ella Frog for Ella the Frog. Ella Frog, yeah, Ella Frog, you know, that's a little too head-on. You know, I, I much prefer when they're just like, yeah, it's a monkey. And they call it, like, the monkey Pokemon. Like, well... Like, like well, yeah, that the, makes sense. The way I view classifications is what you would say if you can't remember that Pokemon's name. Like, oh shoot, uh, that the the hex nut Pokemon, yeah, uh, Melmetal. That's I would never say. I would never ever say. Yeah, you know the shellfish, Blastoise. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. That's why it doesn't make sense nine times out of ten. Uh, <laughs> the dragon Pokemon. Which one? <laughs> Melmetal is pretty distinct with its big old giant hex nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Melmetal is a good Pokemon. It's got a base 600, so it's essentially a pseudo-legendary, but it's a mythical. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's base HP a 135, base attack a 143, base defense on top of that 143. On top of the 135 HP, it's insane. Uh, special attack of 80, which isn't, like, terrible if you really wanted to use it's it. It's not awful. You can run Discharge for Skarmory if you really, really wanted to. You could. It's got almost the same special attack as Talonflame has attack. I like that all of your comparisons are to Talonflame whenever we talk about Pokemon. I... no. Oh, I think I've seen someone run uh, Power Herb Solar Beam for Swampert once. Oh my god, what... <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. That's cute. How specific. Yeah. I mean, and Swampert's a good melt metal check in general, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's specific. Maybe not OU, but it's other formats, yeah. That sounds like draft cheese. That's what that sounds That's like. That's definitely draft cheese. That's definitely draft cheese. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely, but it, it's fun. You can do it. Uh, base 65 special defense, uh, base 34 speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's a slow boy. Because he's just a bunch of solder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of solder. Poor An incredibly guy. powerful assault vest user with that stat line. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very surprised that Melmetal isn't electric type. Right? Yeah. I I I am very surprised. I mean, maybe they just don't want to give it like a second stab. It's like second stab and four times weakness to ground. I don't know if it want like it's a mixed bag of whether it wants that or not. It's the solder that's left over. I definitely like that they're de- they definitely like have it in the game code as a w- like they're preparing to let Meltan evolve in game. Yeah, <laughs> because it definitely has the evolution move for Thunder Punch upon evolution. I mean, it needs to happen. I think they need to require it. Mm. Um, if yeah. Melmetal shows up in Scarlet and Violet, that is. Yeah, which I think it will eventually because I think most mythicals are going to end up just showing up again. Yeah, uh, especially as the- I think they're moving away from the mythical type Pokemon anyway, especially with the DLC. Because if you look at the history of just Pokemon in general, they have been they they have a pattern and they broke it with Sword and Shield because Sword and Shield broke a lot of patterns. Yeah, and the big one was mythical Pokemon. Like we had Zarud, and that was it. That was the only mythical we had in Gen Eight. That's true. I didn't think of that. Well, because because you usually usually get three. You usually get three mythicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In every Gen, and the other two, in my opinion, were Urshifu and Calyrex. Yeah, I agree with that. And they just showed them the DLC because I think mythical Pokemon are stupid and I think they agree. Yeah, and I think that's the way to do it. And I think they're still, I mean, then they also helped demythicalize Keldeo. Yes. Yeah, Keldeo got demythicalized. 
And then in BDSP, we actually demythicalized uh, both Mew and uh, Jirachi. Oh, well, yeah, you need save data. Okay, yeah. Yes, I I say save data is fine. Yeah. If you're if you're saying that, I meant like it now, like in terms of not needing an extra game, that was one thing. But it, actually, technically, they did that with PLA as well with Shaman. If I was on a desert island with every Pokemon game, how many of them could I get? Is the way I classify it. Yeah, yeah. that's the way I that's the way I put it because I especially with the way they want to handle Pokemon now in the terms of just like hey, we're making it so every game matters for some reason. Yeah. Um, so that you want to go back and play Sword and Shield after you play Scarlet and Violet, or maybe you start with Scarlet and Violet, so there's a reason for you to go to Sword and Shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Which I assume is the the whole point of this whole conundrum they've created for themselves. And uh, I, I believe that's the point, is to like still keep sales of the games on the shelf, which I think is kind of stupid anyway, with some of the top-selling games on the Switch anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, call me a fool. Do we want to get back to the team before we dive full into Pokemon conspiracy theory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should. Yeah. But I'm gonna put it, I'm wearing my tinfoil hat this entire episode yeah. <laughs> now. So we've got Melmetal holding leftovers. The ability is of course Iron Fist, which makes it the most powerful puncher of all time. EVs are two fifty two attack, one ninety six special defense, and sixty speed with an adamant nature. Uh Shark and I looked at that speed. And we don't really know what it's trying to outspeed. I would just go up Toxifex? to 96. It far outruns Toxapex with that. That puts it at like okay. 119 speed. Toxapex's ma- uh, max uninvested is like 110. 119's so weird. We don't know what it's trying to outrun. I would just make it 96 to outrun like Hippowdon, but whatever. It's uh, sad thoughts. Yeah. It's creeping other things that are trying to outcreep the creeping and then creeps other. Th- well, anyway, yeah, the moves. I think that that's basically where we're at here is creep over creeping more than anything. It's yeah. outcreeping the other Mel Metal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just happened. It's happened something, you know, like 12 times at this exactly. point. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, the move set is Double Iron Bash, Earthquake, Toxic, and Protect. Very good to have a protect thing on this thing that's this is kind of the set that has been really popping off in popularity and what ultimately has led to finally getting around to doing a suspect is this one is arguably the best one right now so Mm -hmm. that's what it is double iron bash and earthquake are very powerful moves double iron bash does a insane amount of damage like it's even stronger than it's even stronger resisted than like a neutral thunder punch for instance so yeah, wild. Mm-hmm. And it's still got Earthquake to be able to kind of check. Like, it can hit Corviknight that roosts, but it otherwise kind of has issues breaking Corviknight otherwise. But yeah, that's really the only other thing. And then Toxic hits most other checks to this Pokemon. So that's yeah. what makes it really good. Earthquake hits what Toxic cannot in most situations. So Moving on to the next Pokemon, we have Dragapult holding choice specs. The ability is Infiltrator to get through things like sub. EVs are 252 special attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed with a modest nature because 130s are not that important to outrun right now. You can just invest all of that in your crummy special attack. And the moveset is Shadow Ball, Draco Meteor, Flamethrower, and U-Turn. Fairly standard for choice specs Dragapult. Is the max speed literally just there to like speed tie with the Dragapult? Yes. Yeah, that's really why. Because it's just it, it, 
Like, because I could see you investing that somewhere else. They've started <laughs> to run modest instead of timid because the speed that you outrun there isn't really all that relevant right now. Yeah, um, it's not that relevant outside of the Dragapult matchup. Yeah, yeah right? so like, you're literally doing that to tie. Yeah, You're literally doing it just to tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the first two Pokemon. Who's next? Yep, yeah, it's Shark. All right, so we got more of the kind of heavy hitters and cleaners of this team. We have Urshifu Rapid Strike holding its choice band, maximum attack, four spadef and max speed, jolly nature. Uh, it's got close combat, surging strikes, U-turn, and aqua jet. So this will just kind of break through a lot of the teams. Mm-hmm. And for kind of the breaking cleaning, you've got Tapu Lele with choice scarf with 252 attack, or spatak, four spadef, 252 speed, modest nature, moonblast, psyshock, thunderbolt, and future sight. Ooh, future sight is dirty. I like that it. one's, yeah, that one's a little fun move here. Yeah. I like, I like future sight. I mean, Slowbro was running it for a hot minute too, right? So like, yeah. Yeah. It just, it's nice because I feel like people forget about it. Yeah. And this team is a lot of offensive pressure here. So it's yeah, con- it sets up a lot of pressure. You can definitely force out the Corviknight or any of the dark types here and just get the right matchup with getting pulled in and just be able to punish. Yep. The checkmate play is throwing a future sight in the air, switching or Shifu rapid strike. So they have to make the choice of do they get hit by the future sight or switch their dark type in to get close combat. Exactly. That's, that's yep. the checkmate situation you create with that. Mm hmm. All right. Well, I've got a couple um, because this is a really atypical OU team, so it's running Lander's Therian. And I've never seen this in OU before. Right. Never. Never in my life. This is a really unique. This is a really unique member of a team. I've never seen anybody run a Lander's Therian on an OU team. (laughs) Not 44% at all. Not at all. Way less than 44%. I've only hit the other fifty six percent of games. I think it's. I think I've seen it hit uh, hit like fifty some percent usage at one oh, yeah. point. Yeah. Not, no, not in Gen eight, but it definitely at some point hits fifty. Oh no, 50 it hit. It, I think it hit that in Gen eight. Yeah. It hit that in Gen eight too. I haven't been paying attention in Gen eight, so I wouldn't know. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, this is uh, Landorus with Intimidate. Obviously, it's got two forty eight HP because he a bulky boy with that two hundred four special defense investment and fifty six speed, probably to outrun some base ninety five. Yeah, we don't know what that speed is there for. It's either, like creeping nine. It's creeping base like a little more than base ninety five. Maybe it might. Well, I guess without investment, without investment, but yeah. yeah so it had to be. If it was me, I would pump it up so you hit two forty and outrun Adamant Bisharp. But that's just me. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, running uh, Earthquake, Knockoff, U-Turn, and Stealth Rock. That's, this is just Landorus. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. yeah. yeah bulky bulky Landorus. We've also got a Zapdos on this team. Again, another Pokemon you rarely see in OU. And it's got uh, Heavy Duty Boots on, because that was a new item we didn't talk about that made slight changes to we life. Talked about it a little uh, bit. Yeah. 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 It made it made some it made it some difference. Uh, a lot uh, of flyers got a lot better, and ice types yeah. too. It did it did save a lot of them. It, this is a, this is a pure attacking boy because their job is to get rid of those hazards and just pop off some attacks. So this is two fifty two special attack, two fifty two speed, timid nature, and we've got volt switch, hurricane, heat wave, and defog to just clear those hazards and then 
I guess hope for the 70% hurricane hit on Rillaboom. Uh, you probably would hit heat wave though instead. Yeah. But, uh, on Rillaboom, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Hurricane is terrifying when it connects. Oh yeah, no, I've been using Zapdos quite a bit and it's, it's just a lot of fun to use, especially if you can push the yeah. offensive versions. Yeah. It's good defensively, yes. but also fun offensively. Yeah. I've always loved, I've always loved Zapdos. It's always had a place in VGC too. Yeah. That's kind of why I've ran the rain dance Roserade at times because then I could just, <laughs> just make hurricanes always connect. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So yeah, if you want this team shinified, uh, except for the Mel Metal, I think, and the Urshifu, <laughs> uh, we'll give those away on Patreon at the $10 tier above. So you guys can definitely head over there and grab those. Uh, but yeah, this was uh, fun. I, we haven't done an OU team in a while. Mm-hmm. This you made me have, very happy. Uh, <laughs> can you have shiny mail metal? There. I've got one in Go. Oh yeah, you can. Oh yeah, you can. You can. You're you're right. You can't have shiny mail metal. Oh, there you I, go. I don't know what I'm thinking. You're absolutely right. You're right. No, because I have one in Go yep, too. Me three. I, you're I, right. I blanked out on that for a second too. Yeah, I I just didn't think. I was like, oh, this is a new Pokemon. Probably not gonna have. I'm surprised <laughs> we didn't get shiny Urshifu yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think we're gonna get it. Actually, we've got to have 50 battle points instead. Yeah, we're gonna have 50 battle points. That's more important. Eat your 50 battle points. <laughs> it's good for you, mm-hmm. and you'll like it. We have shiny Urshifu at home. I don't know. The thing that was very very fun about Sun and Moon was when they like trickled in the Mega Stones for playing in the competitions. Yeah, that was fun. They need they need something like that in Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. Trickle in trickle in something that mm-hmm. we get. Like I assume there's going to be some kind of like resource to be able to change Terra types. Trickle that in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Trickle that in. Here's a here's like f- enough to make like five. You know, if you just play. Yeah. But all right. Uh, that's the team. We're going to go ahead and kick everything over onto the mailbag. So let's do that. It's mail time. Sending your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where we read your emails on the show. We usually have a question for you each week, a prompt. Last week, I believe we just asked you how you felt about the trailers that dropped last week or the week prior, because we've been getting a lot of Scarlet and Violet news. Yeah, it's been like weekly. I love it. We only got one response. How did you guys not care? <laughs> there was quite a lot in that episode. I like. There's a lot in that episode. Before we begin, I have to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 <laughs> and as always, we'll give the Green Taurus fashion anybody that can get it. The problem is the guy that wrote in already has it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, though, we do want to hear from you. What do you think of Belly Bolt and or what do you think of uh, Gen 8's competitive? Do you have fond memories or do you hope that we get something new in Gen 9? I look forward to hearing from you at PucklePodcast.com. But without further ado, though, let's jump into this email from Snackard. Hey, yo, Puckle Crew. Snackered here, and after the recent Scarlet and Violet trailer, I would say I am cautiously optimistic for Scarlet and Violet. Although I'm doing about as good of a job as bucket littered with golf ball-sized holes holding water, I love the TM machines concept. Right? Every open world needs a reason to explore the wilderness, and crafting TM should appeal to the casual and competitive player. Absolutely agree. I think I think a lot of us specifically forget that most of the fan base is casual. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll enjoy this feature. Because I, like we were talking about with just the numbers of people playing BGC competitively, it's so low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so low. Yeah. And as long as it seems easy enough to get, like, if you wanted the specific TM to make the yeah. certain Pokemon, as long as it's not 
too long of a grind, then it should be fine to do the, to have this TM machine concept. I don't mind that at all. I really like it, especially with auto battles. Oh my god. I like it better than the infinite use TMs that we had, where it was just like, oh, I have it, so now I have the move forever. I have the move forever, but I have to do like a little bit of work to go get mm-hmm. it. A mini quest, yeah. Yeah, they like do a little mini quest, and that's okay with me. Yeah, no, that's definitely fine. I can picture myself now in getting induced in a Monster Hunter-like induced frustration as I fight the same Pokemon over and over again, looking for the TM's final item. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the drop rates were pretty decent in the trailer, to be fair. They looked it, but yeah. hopefully it's not that. Is it bad for my health? Probably. Taking years off my life? Who knows? Is it worth every second? Oh, you know it. <laughs> I just hope that Scarlet and Violet do not feel disjointed by only having hubs to advance three stories. Instead of traveling from point A to point B, I want to feel like that I am on an adventure. I think we, we will this time much more than before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, anything's kind of an improvement over what we have been experiencing. Yeah. The last couple of gens specifically. Like, the last time I felt like a Pokemon game felt like an adventure to me was X and Y. Yeah. It just felt like you were on a journey with your friends, which is what they intended it to feel like. I would Sun and Moon tried to recapture that, but made it very, very, very linear. Yeah. And I, I'm just not a big fan of that. Like, I would say X and Y is linear, but it doesn't feel linear. At least you were the protagonist in Sun and Moon and not watching the protagonist like in Sword and Shield. All you had to do is let me fight the Berserker with Leon. That's right. All I, that's all you had to do is let me do that. I, I think that would have made a world of difference. All right. The thing I am most excited about is the picnic eggs, the picnic's egg mechanic. Once my kid self realized my copy of Crystal wasn't glitched, it took many resets. <laughs> I adored the odd egg in each Crystal run. That is my favorite thing too. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps in Scarlet and Violet, each area could have twenty or so Pokemon that could appear randomly in your picnic basket. It would prevent game-breaking Pokemon from being hatched in the beginning area while maintaining the childlike mystery I loved so much in the original games. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. I really like breeding. And I hope that it exists to some extent in the game. Maybe not as early on as it did in Sword and Shield or in any other Pokemon for that matter. I, game. I think it should be something like mid to late game. Yeah. We finally get access to breeding. I do like the idea of just getting a random egg. That is the best thing in the entire Kind of. I, I need control. I want both. I want both. And it makes me curious about like, are we going to lose that mechanic where if you put two Pokemon in, the other gets the egg moves or whatever? Like, do we lose that mechanic entirely? I love egg moves. I love egg Mm -hmm. moves. But I mean, if you put put the egg moves on on the TMs, then it's fine. I mean, they technically called a lot of the tutor moves in general, but put them on TR. Sort of. Yeah. So. That's true. I could definitely see them taking it into the TM machine route, right? There's just part of it. That's the charm. I don't know. Part of the charm of Pokemon is like, Doing that kind of stuff. Passing down the lineage of from this Pokemon to the next. Blah, 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 blah. Do I like IV breeding? Not particularly. Yeah. No. I do like egg moves. I do like egg moves. Yeah. I think that is a very fun thing you could be doing. I hope bottle caps are easier to get. Linian also brought up a very good point. I don't know if this was on the show or if it was just we were talking in voice. I really do want to be able to, like, breed my starter, right? That way I can, like, hand out eggs around Christmas. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a very shallow reason. It's a very shallow reason to like want there to still be some control over breeding. I think there will be. I don't know how, but I think there will. Maybe like the first two in your party are the one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure there will be something. I can't see them axing it entirely. I can see them doing it in such a way that you can't ride your bike in circles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can see a way that they're going to try to force us to slow down breeding. Yeah. Because I believe Masuda has in interviews been very much so against it. 
where he has gone ahead and said, I really don't like that you guys are just playing the game by riding your bike in circles. Yeah. But that's been a huge thing with Pokemon a lot lately, because I feel like a lot of that has been, we want you to play the game we want you to play, the way we want you to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a bad design, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. It could appear, it would prevent game-breaking Pokemon from being hatched in the beginning area while maintaining childlike mystery I love so much in the original games. I really want, I want Odd Egg. <laughs> just give me Odd Egg. <laughs> mm-hmm. One last thing, touching on the photo mechanics, who's ready for Puckle's photo leak? <laughs> <laughs> Having a judging panel of Puckleonians can submit photos while competing with each other to see who has the highest rated photo and oh. win Puckle's photo leak. We actually did something similar to this around uh, around Pokemon yeah. Snap when that came out. Which was a lot of fun. Who says no to this brilliant idea? All we need now is Professor Oak saying, you were close, Post, gloriously filling the Discord as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Keep on keeping on, Snacker. Those have to be emojis if we do mm, it. Yeah. Yeah, you were close. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's framed perfectly. <laughs> Uh, well, that, thank you for that email, Snackard. Uh, that was the only email we got today. <laughs> so make sure you email us next week. Uh, I'd say give him the Green Taurus badge, but he already has it. We'll take it off and we'll put it back on. Get a nice polish real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. If you want to, if you want to email us next week at PucklePodcast.com, do you like Belly Bolt? What color do you think a shiny's going to be? Do you like competitive in Gen 8? What do you hope for competitive in Gen 9? Let us know. PucklePodcast.com. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, the best place to go is our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. You can, of course, keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Additionally, you can always go and check us out at YouTube, youtube.com slash PucklePodcast. You can see me live on Twitch on Tuesday and hopefully Thursday. I keep meaning to do Thursday and then it just something happens. <laughs> yeah. You can catch me over at twitch.tv slash Podcast and come and hang out. I really just like hanging out with mm-hmm. you guys. Uh, you can, of course... Always uh, support the show over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where we've got things like uh, Puckle's New Game Corner Plus Patreon Edition. <laughs> you can uh, hear us, or you can get uh, the Pokemon giveaways that we talk about on the show each week. But without further ado, I guess, uh, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been Seth Vilo. I've been Shark Finnegan. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.